Eggs is a podcast about all things creative, regardless of what that means to you. From the creativity involved in launching a business, building a brand, crafting an entertainment career, or whatever, we talk about the process of growing your egg from start to finish. Today's show is brought to you by Good Side Skateboards. Go to www.goodsideskateboards.com for great deals on decks and awesome t-shirts and pretty much anything you can think of. Well, not quite. Anyways, enter Egg Show. That's E-G-G-S-S-H-O-W when you check out. Get 20% off? Yeah, I think it's 20%. Anyways, Egg Show when you check out to get 20% off at goodsideskateboards.com. Also, don't forget to check out our friends at Deli Fresh Threads. They're a Florida-based clothing company. They specialize in t-shirts and other apparel. And they celebrate what they call the king of meals, the sandwich. Check out their website, delifreshthreads.com. And make sure you enter Egg Show when you go to check out for 10% off. That's E-G-G-S-S-H-O-W. Get 10% off when you check out. All right, delifreshthreads.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We've got a big one in uh, in in the works today. Uh, and speaking of big Freudian ones, slip? yeah, it was <laughs> the uh, our guest today is a guy named uh, Big E Ben Como. He's uh, the founder and entrepreneur behind uh, Deli Fresh Threads. It's a t-shirt company out of Orlando, Florida that does basically sandwich-based uh, t-shirt art. And, uh, and we'll get into that because it sounds a little vague. But, uh, but we'll get into it and you'll, you'll understand completely by the time we're done with this. So uh, the way we got to know Big U, the, way we, the reason we contacted him is a few... Oh, has it already been months yeah, back? It's been a few months. We had now. Uh, we had a guy on the show, uh, a guy named Will Truran. He's a uh, art director, designer up in uh, New Jersey, and uh, he um, uh, I had met him. And you know, you can go back and listen to the show for the whole backstory. But basically, I met him in Cleveland. We talked in Cleveland about uh, Deli Fresh Threads a little bit as a source of inspiration for him, and uh, he really liked the brand. So. A year later, when we had Will on the show, uh, afterwards we were asking, you know, hey, who do you think would be a good guest? Who are people we could contact that you might know that, you know, could help us uh, move this show along a little bit? And one of the names he gave us was uh, was Biggie here. And so uh, we reached out to Biggie a few weeks ago and uh, set this up, and he was, he was happy to come on the show, and, uh, and we're happy to have him. So, uh, without further ado, uh, l- allow me to introduce Be- uh, Anthony Biggie Bencomo of uh, Deli Fresh Threads. How's it going? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. All right, Biggie, welcome to the show. Glad to have you, man. So, let's uh, start at the beginning, I guess. You know, it, can you tell us who you are? Okay, now we know a little background. We know you're from New Jersey, but now you're living in Orlando. How did you end up there, of all places? When did you go? Why did you stay? 
you know, uh, tell tell us a little bit of background. Yeah. About so, uh, so yeah, my name's uh, Anthony, uh, also known as Biggie, and I'm a, I'm originally from New Jersey, and was one of those things where my folks, my dad got sick in, like in '94, and it was just one of those things where we asked him, like, hey, where do you want to go? And he was like, I would like to, I want to move, I want to move to Florida, and we have family in Florida. I'm Cuban, so it was one of those things where it just made sense. And what we would do is I would go, we would go down and visit, and every time we would go down and visit. I would also go and do, you know, visit different colleges because I was in high school around that time. And then, so my parents knew I was, I knew I was going down and uh, I fell in love with, um, I looked at schools in Jersey and I also looked at, I looked at all the major state schools in Florida and I fell in love with a school here in Orlando, um, University of Central Florida. It's, uh, at the time it wasn't what it is now. Right now it's like the second largest school in the entire country. Uh, which is insane because no one knows who the hell we are. Um, but but, uh, but it was one of those things where I fell in love with it. And uh, so I went to school here for four years, studied marketing. And it was uh, my folks were like, hey, are you going to come down? And, and I'm like, nope, I'm staying here. I love it here. Um, I like the fact that, of Orlando that it's like a very diverse crowd because um, it's very transient. A lot of people are obviously no, very few are from Orlando. Um, so a lot of people come, come are coming in and out from different states. So it's kind of definitely a melting pot of of sorts um, when you look at the city and the, the big thing that I love about um, Orlando and why I'm a big pro Orlando person I guess is the fact that there's more to us than just Mickey Mouse and Harry um, there's a bunch of different suburbs and communities um, that take a lot of pride and uh, and it's cool because we're becoming more and more well known when it comes to food um, you know it's becoming a big foodie town um, besides the you know being in the area the touristy areas you can be a tourist or you could be a local um, and, you know, and not be and not be stuck with all that I-4 traffic that we have. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and I do have to say, you know, the irony is not lost on me that you're Cuban yeah. or of Cuban descent. Cuban is maybe the best sandwich <laughs> and you're, uh, you know, a, a sandwich uh, artist, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, by and large folks know you as, you know, a, a t-shirt maker, a sandwich aficionado, but was that always kind of your calling? How'd you end up in the shirt game versus, you know, yeah, being a sandwich so artist, I, um, for so since I went to school at UCF, I became like very passionate, um, like super diehard, um, UCF guy and had a whole bunch of friends and I had this idea for, um, at the time I was wrestling was really big and NWO was huge. Um, and I had this idea for a UCF shirt that just basically looked like NWO because of UCF three letters, just like NWO. I went to like three or four shops that sell UCF stuff, said, hey, I have this awesome idea. You should make it. And no one wanted to make it. And so one of my roommates was like, dude, he's like, why don't you just do it yourself? Just start a business and do it. And so me and two other buddies, um, it kind of worked out great because one buddy was accounting, one was technology. Um, he was a computer science person, computer engineer. And then I was like the marketing part. And, um, and it was way ahead of its time in the sense that it was like right when online shopping was becoming um, more known, but it wasn't as popular or, or as kind of normal as it is now. Um, and so I did that when I graduated college and we, um, and it was just something I loved. It was something I, I was passionate about. I had no problem packing orders um, at night and doing stuff like that and then selling when we would tailgate at games. Um, but the bad thing about doing college athletics is 
if your team sucks, then you your sales suck. And um, and I've experienced um, during that time, I experienced uh, perfection. Um, a lot of teams try to go for perfection. I went perfection. Uh, our team went perfect, but went perfect zero and twelve, um, <laughs> not winning it, not winning a game. So um, and because of that, my team went three and nine and zero and twelve. That and the and being so like a kind of an apathetic fan base, I was almost ahead of my time. And so because of that, I ended up just it just didn't work out. And I but I always had a passion and love for for T-shirts. Um, time goes by and I, you know, I got married, had kids. Um, and it was just one of those things where I told my wife, I was like, I love I enjoy my job, um, but it's a corporate job and it's very monotonous and very process driven. And I'm and I go, there's a part of me dying. I'm like and everything else in life is good. But I need that outlet. And so the big thing, the big thing that ended up happening was I kind of was like, I need, I need something. I need an outlet. And so I have always loved sandwiches. I'm a, I'm in, I, I'm obsessed with sandwiches. And so because of it, we ended up, um, you know, we just, I ended up going, I'm like, let me sandwich my two passions, t-shirts, sandwiches, and create my own brand. Um, and then. I kind of, but it took me a while to get there. Like I basically, for a long time, it was like, what do I want to do? Um, I started reading, you know, G- Gary Vaynerchuk books. Um, Crush It was one of the big books I read about doing stuff with your passion. And then at that same time, I was seeing stuff with like uh, with Johnny Cupcakes and everything, and listening to him. And uh, and it just was one of those things where I just, you know, it was kind of like it just clicked. And I said, this is what I need to do. I need to come up with a brand. No one else is doing this. And uh, and food is so popular that why not create my own food type, um, you know, themed clothing brand with like sandwiches. So did you, uh, did you cook a lot as a kid or like, I I didn't cook. Where's the love for sandwiches come from? (laughs) Where's the love of sandwiches? Yeah. So my dad made me sandwiches all the time, made me lunch sandwiches for breakfast. Um, you know, all the time I had it for lunch and I always made, I always made things into sandwiches. Like I came, everything I would come up with would come into a sandwich. Like I would do spaghetti. Like my mom would make me spaghetti. I would make him into spaghetti sandwich. So I would do like, you know, with the bread. Um, Right. (laughs) Have you ever done it? Like, let me tell you, I have a restaurant. I have a restaurant that does it. If you, next time you go to an Italian restaurant, ask for a meatball sub and then just say hey can I get a side of spaghetti with that but then what you ask him to do is ask him for like a small side of spaghetti have him cut up the meatballs and the spaghetti together and then put it on the gar- on the bread and then have him put cheese on top that wow. thing is so flipping awesome <laughs> you throw it in but, the broiler real quick yes that, exactly lunch yes <laughs> so let me tell you I like so I make everything into a sandwich I, I pretty much have always had that way and ironically my mom and dad were always the type where like you know sandwich that's not for dinner you don't have sandwiches for dinner you have you know you have a, a real meal uh, you know for dinner but I my brain would always go there and so as time went on it just basically just grew and I just you know became obsessed with it where I was always making something into a sandwich I make desserts into sandwiches cupcakes become sandwiches to me um, I pretty much see sandwiches well you got Thanksgiving coming up you got to do the mashed potatoes and turkey <laughs> heck yeah sandwich, man you know? I call yeah. them little pilgrim sliders is what I call them um, I use yeah. the leftover dinner rolls and we do and I make them that way um, yeah they're, those are my favorites and then even though it's not sandwich related um, there's another thing that I do that's phenomenal um, we do with our leftovers so like my two favorite things for leftovers when I do Thanksgiving especially with this coming up um, the pilgrim sliders and then I also do this thing that I found online it was a uh, leftover um egg rolls thanksgiving egg rolls man those things are 
flipping amazing. Like I almost want to have Thanksgiving a week before so that I have those leftovers to make the egg rolls and have Thanksgiving sandwiches um, during that time. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong nothing with that. at the, all. The practice turkey and just have uh, it waiting. Exactly. To go. Exactly. <laughs> super, super easy stuff. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I sense a new T-shirt coming out. Yeah. I've actually, uh, it's funny, I'm trying to figure out a way to do a Thanksgiving shirt. I'm actually playing right now. I, t- I tried something for the first time um, to do something like more holiday themed, but like, you know, that's something that is very specific. Um, so what I did was I actually worked with Will from Noble um, Noble Folk Design, and we um, he created a holiday uh, a holiday hoagie shirt. It's called Ho Ho. It's called a holiday hoagie, but it's like a, it says Ho Ho Hoagie, and it's an ugly sweater. Uh, and oh, we nice. and we did it as a pre order, and uh, and we did it for um, I did it for a pre order for a few weeks. Um, I already have it printed. It's already going. It's already at the printer, and uh, and the goal is to be able to get those shirts out like that last week of November um, for folks. And I and I basically just trying something new um, to see if I can, you know, try to, you know, because I definitely want to do uh, more things like this, more specific, and maybe do it more as a pre-order, so that way I'm not stuck with a whole bunch of inventory, because, you know, like, the one thing I told my wife was about this when I decided I wanted to do this was, hey, listen, if I open a sandwich shop and I don't sell, my inventory spoils, but if I do t-shirts as sandwiches, then they're just sitting on a shelf. They're not spoiling. I can at least figure out a way to sell them, Um, you know, so that's really kind of how I kind of, you know, made more sense to be able to sell it to my wife like hey i'm gonna do a t-shirt brand what do you think of that <laughs> all right well next year i expect to see the pilgrim slider shirt around Thanksgiving. <laughs> you bet so well hey let me you you covered a lot of these points but this is sort of the the meat of, of our show i talked to you a little bit before we got on the air about uh the purpose of the show and how we use the the egg as sort of a metaphor for moving your product business brand whatever forward from sort of coop to table can you talk a little bit about your process talk about some of the trials and tribulations you've encountered along the way and sort of talk us a little bit through you know in short form you don't have to kill yourself over this but sort of start start you know from the beginning and get to to modern day and uh and just tell us about that process a little bit sure so I really, because of the fact that I was so I was so into this, and after reading the like you know reading the books and really making sure that I wasn't I didn't want people to think that I was actually you know a copy of something else. You know, obviously I know uh, you know flat the whole idea of copying someone is a form of flattery. Well, I don't believe in that. I you know I, I'm all about giving you flattery, but I'm not here to copy you. Um, so I really made it a point to um, I honed in on a bunch of stuff. It took me a while. It took me a, probably a good six months to maybe six to 10 months, just everything. I thought of everything and I had it on my phone. I would write down notes of like, you know, what is my, how is my branding going to be? How's my website? Um, what are blog posts that I'm going to write about this? Um, I wanted people to see, I wanted to figure out any way I could to have people to see my passion. Um, I figure if I can have people think of me and think of sandwiches, I'm doing the right thing. So I kind of, I thought of everything of like, how am I going to package my shirts? Um, what shirts am I going to use? Um, everything to that point. I even went and asked different artists and different brands that I admired. What are some tips and tricks that you learned that would help a different brand, a small brand coming up? Um, and I basically just kind of, I just, I just basically fed my, fed my brain uh, with everything and anything. And while I was at it, you know, and that's kind of how it went. It just kind of developed um, building, just kind of building from there. Well, and can I ask you a couple things about just a couple of points that you t- uh, touched on there? First, yeah, yeah. you know, is, is doing your research. 
Yep. Second is about the way you package your shirt specifically, because I think it's really funny and really it's really on brand. But I think the the talk, talking through how, you know, from start to finish, basically from the design of the shirt to the way it's packaged and shipped, you know, really stays on brand and, and keeps things together. And then finally, can we elaborate a little bit more on this reaching out to other people, drawing inspiration, how receptive people were and that kind of thing? Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I went the route of like, I, I thought of everything. I, I, I basically became obsessive and, and a lot of people didn't know what I was trying to do. I would ask the Facebook question like, Hey, when your parents packed you lunch, what was your favorite thing that they packed for you or a favorite little thing that they did? Um, and Doritos. I would take, and I would take note of this <laughs> to read. Yeah, that's bonus. If I had, <laughs> if I had a meat, if I had a meatloaf sandwich, if my mom made meatloaf the night before and I got a meatloaf sandwich of Doritos, that was like, I'm winning right there. Uh, with a, with yeah. a Twinkie or a- <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was a big Susie Q guy because the Susie Q is uh, – have you ever had a Susie Q from Hostess? Uh, oh, yeah. It's like a sandwich. It's a, it's a cake sandwich. I mean it was like I loved them. But what I did was I basically – everything how I looked at everything is I doodle everything because I, I rely on artists. Um, to do my stuff. So I have like the vision and the thought, but I, I'm not a good artist. So I basically doodle everything. And so when I come up with something, um, I, I basically doodle what I want and what I see and what I envision. Then I, I pretty much have been following a variety of different artists on Instagram and social media and just kind of seeing their style. Um, and then what I've kind of done is I've I'll, if there's someone like who's really good at typography or and things like that, and then I'm like, okay, well, I want this design to be typography. This is I want to I want to basically I want your mas- your skills, what you're good at. I want to be able to take advantage of that, but I also want to have my vision and your basically your flavor, I guess, um, on the design. And so that's how I've kind of done all my designs. Um, but a lot of them are just me just thinking kind of wacky. Like I, you know, like I have the hoagie design, the, my Argyle design is basically, I was wearing an Argyle sweater. I looked at that and I saw, I, I envisioned bread slices instead of diamonds. Um, you know, things like that are kind of where I went. Same thing with like, I have a hoagie shirt that says hoagies, a real American hero, kind of like GI Joe. Um, nice. you know, <laughs> so things like that are things that kind of got me. And then I kind of then became even more like I do a series called sandwich city series because I'm into sports and I'm into cities and their sandwiches. So I kind of started doing like cities and their sandwiches. So like the Cuban sandwich is a Miami Dolphins um, styled shirt. Um, Rather than it being my name, like Deli Fresh Threads and the Dolphins type of logo, I did the Cuban because my whole brand is about honoring and respecting and showcasing and giving love to what I call the king of meals. So I basically am willing to, you know, there's some branding when it comes to me, but I'm really showcasing the sandwich. Um, and so what I've done is I've done a bunch of different designs that are sports themed based on those cities and their sports um, and their sandwiches. So like New York, I think of pastrami and rye when I think of New York. Um, and when I think of like Philly, I think of cheesesteaks and the Phillies um, or like the Chicago. I think of like, you know, ch- Italian beef is what I think of. Um, and so I made I, different concepts and different ideas and designs um, because I also didn't want to be like a one trick pony or a one, you know, like, oh, you're just do this. I wanted just like a menu would be diverse in sandwiches. I wanted my designs to be diverse. And that's all the reason why I also use a variety of different designers because I want different styles to showcase these sandwiches like you would on, on a regular menu type of say. Yeah. So uh, going to a little bit more in depth uh, about your your packaging, I, I think it's really cool how you kind of roll the shirt up like a, a hoagie and send that out, and I just I, I think that's pretty brilliant. So 
Yeah. And so what I did was I kind of, my brain was, I, since I'm basically packing a sandwich, I like, I really was like, how am I going to do this? And when I first, so when you actually get something from me online, I, I make it so that people get it. Like I'm actually packing like, like either a mixture of mom, like mom or dad made you a sandwich or you went to a deli. So when you get something from me, every shirt is wrapped like the sandwich that it's supposed to be. So a Cuban is wrapped how a Cuban would be wrapped if you got it at a, at a deli. Um, a hoagie, cheesesteak, all those are wrapped kind of like your traditional hoagie style. And everything else is wrapped square like a regular like ham and cheese or PB&J would be. Um, but it's wrapped. Just don't cut it in half. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That would be, I'd get a lot of returns then. Um, but I wrap everything up. It's taped with deli tape and has like a sticker that says, you know, certified or approved by Biggie um, is what it says. And then I put, I have everything from like new, like a like snack size bags with like business card. We had my business card. What I did was I made it. Um, it actually, one side of it is the business card. The other side of my card is actually, it's a hand numbered um, card that says sandwich eaters club card member. I wanted everyone to be a card carrying member of the sandwich eaters club. Um, and then I put like stickers and buttons. So like I call those chips um, and then there's like a napkin inside. So when you get it and you actually open this box, you're actually pulling out a bag um, with a deli note in the back with like a checkout deli note with a, like a handwritten um, note from me. Um, so when you open it, you're experiencing like you're opening a sandwich um, at a deli type of thing, or even just pa a homemade packed lunch. Um, but it's coming from me, uh, me or Biggie Bread, whoever you want to, whoever you want to think it's from. Well, and I think that that's like a, a real good uh, bit of advice to sort of share with our audience is just the, this idea of brand consistency and carrying it all the way through to the end. You know, it'd be one thing to have a sandwich T-shirt, but if they just received it in a, a uh, you know, a heat sealed bag or something, you know, you're, you're losing a bit of that experience there at the end. But in your case, you're carrying it from design all the way through packaging. And, and I've, I've got to be honest. I mean, maybe I eat at Subway way too often because I didn't even realize subs are wrapped differently. By <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I know. I'm apparently getting my sandwiches at the wrong I mean, spot. No well, subway. I, I tell you what, just based off of your Instagram yeah. feed, I can't look at it like after 10 o'clock at night because I get cravings. Yeah. I got yeah. go and, and, and to be honest, and to be honest, like that's kind of, I, I really have taken it to the point of thinking of it as like a, like almost like a food network chef or something like that, because I, I actually showcase my designers, my like a lot of the things and you, you were asking about what are some things that you learned um, when talking to other brands, um, they, you know, they're, they're somewhat willing to give you some generic information, but they're not some, a lot of them are kind of close to the vest. And so a lot of them were very good at just telling me generic things that I, you know, that are important to know. But like when I was, if you ask, start asking specifics, sometimes people don't want to tell you like who your designer was, who is the printer of this shirt or what shirts are you using? Um, so, so for me, one of the things that I wanted to do was, um, just like a chef would actually go and give you a recipe of their food, you still go and eat their food. Um, at their restaurants, I actually wanted to make sure I showcase um, my designers. So I pretty much what I do is I, I when I post a new design, I actually will tell you a st I try to tell a story of why I came up with the design. So like what made me come up with this idea? Maybe it's and if it's like depending on what it is, if it's a grilled cheese, I give you a history of the grilled cheese. Um, but if it's something having to do with you know, talking about, you know, just in general, like, hey, this, the designer of this was, you know, was this person. And I've been able to showcase and actually tell those folks 
who designed it for me. Why? Because I'm not the one paying for their salary and they basically are a small business just like me and they need word of mouth just like I need word of mouth. Um, and they're more apt to then you know, showcase and show love to me telling people, hey, look at this awesome product and how awesome is it the fact that, you know, check out the shirt that I'm wearing that I designed and look at the packaging and then they're prideful of it. They're spreading the word. I'm spreading the word for them and we're helping each other, um, which well, is. And I think that that's a really cool point, too. It's just it's sort of illustrative of the small business community and sort of this indie community. Uh, the sort of, you know, helping one another and all that, like there's enough for everyone. And uh, and I think that that's a really healthy way to do business. Correct. Uh, You know, it seems uh, almost a little antiquated, the style of uh, keep everything for yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I think, I think that's nice to hear. Actually, And it's funny because that's actually the reason why I, and it sounds like, that's why I don't eat Subway Um, as much. And it was very hard for me because um, Friday was national sandwich day and Subway was doing something awesome because they were doing like you buy one, get one. And then like, they were giving free meals out to, you know, oh, they, they actually did that. I, yeah. I, I um, and so <laughs> my dad was like, Hey, buy one, get one free. Let's go get a sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And so everyone was talking about that. But for me, like I have a shirt that says, which I had, you know, it was another shirt design that I did with Will, um, from noble folk design. He, I told him, I said, I want a shirt that says support local sandwich shops because that's what I do. I do actually, I even, like I've taken my, the idea of my brand is what happens is people see my, my stuff and then they think, oh, I own a sandwich shop, um, which I obviously don't. Um, and then they say, where do you eat a sandwich? Because they look at me and my nickname is Biggie, so they obviously know I know where to eat. Um, so <laughs> I tell folks, I said, you know, hey, I'm like, uh, you know, why don't you come eat a sandwich with me? And what I do is I built, I try to build community. I try to build community for my brand, but for other, for, for other, you know, sandwich shops. And what I do this is something called Sandwich Eat Up. And every month I go to a different sandwich shop that's not a franchise that's a mom and pop type place and we eat sandwiches um, and I do it as a community thing way for people to get to know me another way for the for those for those sandwich shops to showcase themselves um, and maybe even learn get some of their customers to learn about me but I do it as a way to kind of like I kind of look at it as karma you know what I mean like I help you you help me you know and that's something that I've kind of instilled even with me as a brand um, when I have come you know other folks coming to me and asking me about what my process is or who I go to I tell I give them some some tips like things that I did but I want them to be able to do it I'm not going to give you all the answers to the test but I'm going to give you you know the information that you're going to need to be like hey don't blow it all on you know I have you know you may have champagne taste but you have a beer budget you know work accordingly with that beer budget yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, did you guys, as Deli Fresh Shreds, do anything for National Sandwich Day? I have to imagine that's a big one for you. We actually, we uh, uh, yeah. we uh, are ready to sign the petition right now for National Sandwich T-Shirt Day oh, to support I love you that. guys. I love it. So, but, uh, you know, we ought, to, we ought to see if we can get a day lined up for you. But, uh, but did you guys do anything fun? Yeah, we actually, um, I did a bunch of stuff. So what I did was um, I do my largest sale of the year is on National Sandwich Day, obviously. Um, And then I also, we did a sandwich eat up event at one of my favorite sandwich shops. So um, from seven to nine, I like Friday night, um, November 3rd, I basically had a whole bunch of folks. um, I publicized it as one of my monthly events. And that was like the big event um, for me to do that. And then during the course of the day, I would tell folks, Hey, you know, I make videos and I, and I basically tell folks, Hey, listen, if you can't come to my, my event, 
that's fine, but go support another small business. Go eat sandwiches. You know, maybe wear your Deli Fresh Thread shirt. Take a picture. Take a sandwich selfie. Do something sandwich related to kind of showcase what I, you know, what I call the king of meals is what I created as the hashtag for it is king of meals. Um, is because I think you could have a sandwich for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. Um, so you can pretty much have it any time. Exactly. <laughs> S'mores. Ooh. So um, whoopie pies. I gotta, I gotta ask, what, uh, what is your hot item? Is there one that stands out more than another? I, I noticed, uh, I like the, uh, the, the, uh, what is it, bread pool, the, the, the Deadpool sticker. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. cool. And then the, the, yeah. uh, that's my jam one with the, the peanut yes, PB and J. Yes. <laughs> As a DJ, yes. I'm kind of biased to that one because he's got a little yeah. sandwich so, as a DJ. You, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many radio DJs, um, have bought that shirt. Um, and the reason I like that's pretty much right now my hot one is that's my jam is really hot. Everyone loves that one. Um, the Cuban sandwich. That's like anyone who anyone's a Dolphins fan, South Florida folks go nuts to buy that shirt. Um, I've done like probably four reorders of that design. Um, the Fluffanutta, just because it's a Boston Red Sox and a lot of folks who are into um, Fluffernutter sandwiches, which is marshmallow fluff and peanut butter, um, are all people from up north. So therefore, a lot of them tend to be, um, you know, from Massachusetts or be Red Sox fans. So it kind of worked out perfect um, for that. Those are probably be my biggest ones and right now I have I have two new ones that are about to come out that are already getting a lot of love which I'm happy for um, one of them is the sloppy Joe's ah. um, and what I did with that is I made it um, I got inspired by um, average Joe from like dodgeball and so what I did was I thought to myself like average Joe's eat sloppy Joe's um, and if you ever if you ever remember seeing the movie Dodgeball, they wear like a yellow T-shirt with a red um, average Joe's. Well, mine is actually a yellow T-shirt with a red sloppy Joe's, nice. um, <laughs> which is also what you would make sloppy Joe's is with like tomato sauce. So it's red. Um, and so I did that oh, yeah, one. And then, here. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was also inspired by um, I did another one that I just that's coming out is it's called Bigfoot Subs and it's just because when I went to what I do is when I go on vacation or go anywhere my wife and I have a deal she knows that I'm going to write about all the different we're going to go to hit all the main sandwich places um, I just promised her that I'm not going to eat every meal sandwich um, so like so we kind of do at least like one maybe if it's a breakfast place I'll do that but when I go to certain cities I'll do that and then it gives me something to write about um, so when I went to Portland and Seattle I, I just was amazed by their obsession with Bigfoot. And so I was like, man, Bigfoot subs, how cool would that be? Um, like what if it was like a real place that you can buy? So I made a fictional uh, place called Bigfoot subs. And, uh, and I actually worked with an artist from Portland, um, you know, from Oregon that actually designed it for me because I thought it'd be even funner to do something like that. Um, and I try to mix it up like that. I um, do little things like that where maybe I can find someone who's specific for a region and have him design it. Um, just so then it adds a little bit extra layer to it, um, showing that like I'm taking it to the next level. You know, not only am I talking about the sandwich, but I'm also using a designer based on that location. So I'm uh, I'm from that neck of the woods, Seattle, Portland area. Uh, yep. What what joints did you hit up while you were there? Oh man, I had so many good places. So um, <laughs> pi- you know, um, one of them is called was it called Pine Street? Um, you know, is it Pine Pine State Biscuits Company? Have you ever yeah. been there? Yeah, holy moly! I must have eaten. I must have eaten at three of their locations uh, while I was there. Uh, another one that I really liked was Lardo's. 
um, which was super good. There was one place that was by far my favorite. The only problem is they closed, which I was really sad to hear that they closed. They had like a little cart um, and it was called Big Ass Sandwiches is what it was called. And that place was flipping amazing. Um, Adam Richmond, um, he talked about them and said they were amazing. And ironically, I have... I created this thing kind of like, I don't know, like I found a whole bunch of cool like old sandwich shops um, and I got their Instagram pictures and I copied them and I made a kind of almost like a black type thing framed. And one of the sandwich shops was actually that location, um, was that cart. So it was just really surreal to me out of all the places I go to this place and it was probably one of the best sandwiches I've enjoyed. And they unfortunately opened a, a, a brick and mortar store and then ended up closing um, like almost a year, a year later. Um, so it was, it made me really sad because they, they were in business for like five or seven years, um, as, as a cart. Um, cause that's one of the cool things about that whole Portland, Seattle, that Portland area is like the, the, the they're not food trucks. They're like more like food carts. Um, which yeah. is what I love. They have a big, big little area there that has nothing but food trucks yep. all over the place. Yep. It's, it's awesome. It's they're like food. little food pots. There's, there's a, a joint up in Seattle called Paseos, and they do Cuban sandwiches and Caribbean style sandwiches. Oh, really? They're just they're so good. If you ever get back up there, check them oh, out. Oh, trust me, I definitely want to go. Yeah. The other place that I went to that I loved was Salumi's. Um, Mario, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Mario Batali's folks own that place. It's a little hole in the wall joint, like right near the all the sports stadiums in Seattle. And we went and we stood in line with everybody else. And it's like this, I mean, um, unbelievable. My wife had like a porchetta sandwich and I just said like, whatever everyone else, what's the most popular thing? I want to eat that. And I just, be, I, I just went to town. It was, it was some good food. Yeah. I love doing that. Going in and asking what the, yep. the hot the item is and, and let them yeah. pick for you. Well, Hey, without getting too specific, yeah. can you talk about where you find your success? Is it online? Do you prefer sort of your in-person events like the sandwich meetups, trade shows, pop-up shops? Like where's your, uh, do you have a number one or, you know, do you prefer one over the other, even if it's not necessarily the most profitable? Yeah, it's a mixture. I, I, I will say this, like I don't actually sell and I joke around saying that I'm bad at business because I don't actually sell at my sandwich eat up events. And one of them is because a, the locations are super small. They could fit about 20 to, you know, sometimes 20, 40 people. The second part of it is I basically want to make sure that I'm like showing that I'm a host. So I love my sandwich eat up events, but because of the fact that I, I, you know, I have a, I have like a, a good support group that helps me with things. I, I'm a one man deli shop. So, I mean, I have, I pretty much, I am, I am the, you know, I, I joke around when people ask me how many people are on my team. I joke around and say, it's me, myself and Biggie Bread and Biggie Bread is my mascot, <laughs> you know? And that, so when I, so a lot of these things, I will say that I do really well. Um, and for me, I do really well uh, out in the public, like selling, you know, selling at like different, like indie markets and stuff like that. And, uh, and the reason for that is one, you visually get to see what the heck my brand's about. Um, and then when you start seeing things like the sandwich, the shirts are wrapped like a sandwich and you see the visual side of it, it shows you how unique and different it is. Um, so, well, and I'm not going to lie too. it's got to be in part, you're just your personality, your attitude. I mean, you, you know, you're biggie, but you're also larger than life. Yeah. I mean, just in this conversation with you, I mean, we're having a blast. Yeah. I mean, the passion about just, I mean, sandwiches, you know, what exactly. Thing. Right. And so, and that's the thing everyone's like, and I love, I love the visual being able to see someone walk when they're walking. Cause the way my setup is set up is, um, I have 
have kind of like a, a backdrop and the backdrop has my shirts hanging behind me in a, in a tent. So when they're looking, a lot of times they're like, they see a banner in the front and they see Deli Fresh Threads. So they're like, okay, what the heck is this? And then you see their, Let's go get a you sandwich. see their eyes. <laughs> you know, what you do is you see their eyes, um, you know, you see their eyes as they're walking and they, you can just see, you can track them. And so what I do is I make it a point not to be on my phone because I actually want to, I want to see the interaction of uh, interaction with folks. So then I'll tell them like, Hey, I'm like, I bet you're wondering what the heck this is. Why don't you come on over? And then once I get like two people, then you start getting a conglomeration of people. And then it's basically when I get to show off and like tell people this is what it is and this is what's, what it's about. Um, and so a lot of people then are like, Oh, this is really cool. So I will say that for me in the beginning, because of the way my branding was, it was really hard for me. Um, I'm going to be, it's going to be five years in January and I didn't really start selling till probably about outside until about maybe about a year and a half ago. Um, and it was just because of logistics. Really? I couldn't figure out how to logistically do what I do because of the fact that there's a lot of preparation that needs to be done. Um, so what I do is I mean, because of the fact that I pack everything and I have handwritten notes and all these things, there's a lot of things that I just couldn't figure out how would I be able to pull this off? Um, and then finally I just said, well, I'm going to do one and see what happens. I had a buddy of mine, um, who pretty much is like, if I had, if I could, if I ever be, make it rich and I can do this, he's my first employee. Um, so my buddy Brian, like basically was like, Hey, let's go, let's do it. And so he was like, I'll help you out. We'll figure it out. And so I pre-wrote and I prepped. And I went to this like little food, um, this food expo type thing and I sold and I, you know, as time went on, obviously I kind of was like, Hey, this is something good. And so I made it a point this year was like my first real year where I said to my, told my wife, I'm like, Hey, listen, I can't, I know I'm not going to do farmer's markets every weekend because we have, I have a family and I have to be able to, I have to be able to spend, I want to spend time as a family. But at the same time I told them, I said, I need to do this. So what I did was I found markets that happen not every single time. Um, so I do at least once a month, I sell somewhere out. Um, and I do like a market or I do like a lot of, like a lot of times they're like indie markets or I'll do a pop-up shop at like a, a sandwich bar restaurant um, because they'll let me. And, and so that's kind of what I've done and I, what I've, and I pretty much have done for like probably the last 15 months. Um, I've been doing that and that's been going really, really well. Um, my online sales, they go well. I have actually have a map uh, one of those like chalkboard maps and it's funny because the Midwest um, like I have areas of that that just have not like um, Iowa and you know Oklahoma all those areas none of those areas want to have bought anything from me which I think is hilarious um, but I have like a, I, I have like this huge map that I basically have just been selling online and um, you know so it's, it's kind of cool huh. to see you know all these people you know buying stuff and from all different areas you know and I've had people you know internationally buy from me and stuff like that which is always fun um, to see people that want to buy things like that um, you know because it is it is so different. Can you tell us just like a little bit more about the the, the sandwich eat ups or the get togethers? Yeah. Do you have any grand plans, national tour, anything like that in the works? Yeah. yeah. So like something about maybe getting a food truck. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Out of a food truck. Yeah. So my yeah, it's kind of funny because so sandwich eat ups. I would love to. I mean, I would love to get to a point where my brand is big, recognized big enough. Or at least I'm recognized big enough to know, hey, this guy knows good sandwiches, that I can do a food tour around. Um, I would do anything. And that's one of the reasons why I write about 
different every time I go to a different state or go somewhere, I write about where I eat just because I want people to know good places to eat. Um, and so, yeah, ideally, my grand scheme, I would love to be able to do like a huge, you know, food tour where I'm eating different sandwiches in different states, um, you know, and kind of having people and meeting meeting folks um, right now. Short term, I'm kind of I'm really playing with the idea of a food truck. Um, I just think it'd be a fun thing to do kind of like have a menu you can order off the menu uh, you know and when you order it you're not actually you're you're actually getting just a packed wrap sandwich just like you would if I bagged it so everything would be it wouldn't be a legit kitchen um, so I'm playing with that I've had some food, fo- food sandwich folks actually talk to me about hey maybe we can team together um, and do kind of a mixture of you selling your stuff and me selling my stuff um, well, well I was actually just gonna bring bring that up yeah. uh, remember uh, Anderson Blue, we were yeah. talking to him about. You know Anderson? Uh, I do Anderson. I actually met Anderson yeah. um, at Creative South. I actually got to because he and I were following each other, and I finally got to meet him and a bunch of others um, at Creative and South this past year. Didn't when we were having the conversation with him, he said something about partnering up with a guy, and did, they did a show together. And he, um, what was the? He had some sort of stick that he like. And when they came in, they bought a ticket. They yes, got it like was a, a ski lodge. I think it was like a ski lodge type thing, and it was like a all winter, a winter themed type place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, you know, and and I can't help but saying, why aren't we making a TV show of this yet? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've we've got a show. Yeah, and it's funny because I <laughs> yeah, right? I make it a point, and that's one of the reasons why I'm actually trying to do more video. I'm trying to get more comfortable with being able to speak. Uh, you know, in front of a camera. I, and so that's one of the big things where I, I try and like I've I've joked around about doing something, trying to do more, you know, live streaming of, of sorts, um, just because I think it, it is an avenue. We're in a we're in a we're definitely in a in a in a time right now where anyone can pretty much produce something or have something visually for someone to watch video for them yeah. to watch. Well, um, let's take that bit of the conversation offline. But yeah. actually, back in, in a previous life, we uh, launched a, an app called Nom Nom Finder, and it was a, a, a app for locating food trucks. No way. And, and uh, you know, the, the business ended up not lasting very long. Most everybody had side jobs and yeah. stuff, and they couldn't really dedicate it to it. So it didn't stay very long. But we, in, in our short life, we got some really great connections with some of these, like, indie cooking channels. Yeah. You know, not the, not the food networks yeah, yeah, yeah. of the world, but there's hundred, hundreds of oh, other. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's talk collaboration. Okay. Let's see if, if we can figure out a way to get this uh, this food truck show on the okay. road. Because uh, I I think you've got a I think you've got a TV program. I think you've got the personality for Thanks. it. And uh, and I think maybe we could do something. So let's let's take that off air. Def- but I'd love to talk to you. More I would about love that. to. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> so. Anyway, let's uh, uh, kind of a silly question. It's a you know we we haven't we've talked about a number of your different designs, but do you have a favorite design? Is do you, a bestseller or is there you know do you line up with with your fan base? Do your fans buy the same shirts that are your favorite, or do you have one um, you prefer? Yeah, it's kind of it's funny because I, I kind of design in some cases like what I would want to wear. Um, is in some in some cases I kind of go that route. There's some things like to be honest, like I'm not a Knicks fan, so it's painful to wear some of those sports shirts because I'm not I'm not a Knicks fan. But <laughs> the pastrami, but the pastrami and ride just fits so well that it just made sense. Um, so some of those I don't, but I, I will say like the ones I wear the most probably are just like my you know my support local sandwich shop just because I love going to sandwich shops wearing that shirt. Um, just because they kind of were like, wow, where'd you get that? And that's kind of, you know, and it's a kind of a, a, a nice, simple thing. I also love my biggie breads. Like you mentioned bread pool. I, I, the reason I've been doing a lot of the stickers like that is because, 
you know, as a small brand, you don't want to spend so much money on things that may may or may not work. So I kind of wanted to see what rea- stickers are fairly easy to Co- get, kind of get exactly. out. Exactly. And then you expense. can see what the reaction is um, to see if people want it or not. Like, I really do think that Breadpool will probably bread. Um, Breadpool will probably be a T-shirt. Maybe when the new Breadpool movie comes out, I may do like a limited release um, of one of my uh, maybe one of the stickers and make him into it. Um, you know, same thing with like Darth Bread. You know, those type of things. Like those are all ideas that I kind of like. You know, I, I that's the reason. Like Biggie Bread is actually me as bread is kind of the, what I did was I, when I doodled him and I had my, my, my friend, uh, his name is Lane Lee, um, designed it. I basically, I would, I showed him my doodles and my doodles was always a bread slice and it was me as bread. Um, and then obviously I live in Orlando. So he went with the uh, hands of Mickey mouse hands, um, or animate, you know, character <laughs> hands. so nice. that's how Biggie bread yeah. created, but Biggie bread is his version of me. And that's why I like Biggie bread, how he can like, just like a sandwich. When you make a piece of bread, it's a foundation but you can create so many things on it that's kind of what I went with with him that's why if you notice there's a variety of different stickers how you can change from peanut butter and jelly grilled cheese s'mores you know and all these other things because I wanted him to I notice sometimes mascots don't have that ability well and so for people who don't know or who are uh, unfamiliar with the brand before today uh, Biggie Bread is the the little mascot guy the slice of bread that you see all over the website and stuff and uh, he's awesome he's a fun little character I love that guy thanks so one last thing and it's sort of a departure from everything we've been talking about but it's kind of a fun fact or silly thing is uh, in closing I wanted to ask you we saw something about you had uh, proposed to your wife in FHM magazine (laughs) Uh, you know could you uh, could you elaborate and uh yeah, how, I definitely, how we I definitely can. And why? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely elaborate on that. So um, it was one of those. It was just a fluke thing. So I, at the time, um, FHM Magazine, Fort Hill Magazine is kind of like a version of Maxim. And what ended up happening was it was one of those days where one of my buddies saw it and they had a thing where it's like, hey, you know, want to lose weight? Um, want to help? Want to help us showcase it? You know, we can. You know, want to win, win like five grand? And he's like, sit, submit some pictures. And so I submitted like some fun pictures. You know, like just making you know kind of hokey fun pictures. And it just so happened that they um, some guy, some person, one of the persons on it, I guess, withdrew from it, and ended up. Um, they ended up being one person short, and I was like the runner up um, to go be part of this contest. And I was part of a six week contest. They basically paid for me to have a trainer, and the goal was whoever lost the most weight and percentage of body fat would actually um, would win five thousand dollars. And so the 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 I guess there's always a silver lining. So I technically what ended up happening was I technically won, but because of the fact that I was one week off, when they by the time they realized it, they had already told someone that they had won it, and it oh. wasn't me. But what happens is during the whole time, I'm doing interviews with them and they're asking me questions about like, hey, how's, it, how's this week going? Like they're trying to get a progression. And the cool thing is during this whole time, I'm also in FHM magazine. So there's pictures of me, you know, from the beginning. I was like at the end of the, the end of this whole thing, I ended up being in FHM magazine, which is really weird. Like, you know, no one wants to see me in the magazine, but I was in the magazine for like between me and my wife, we were in the magazine at least five or six times. Um, but 
what ends up happening is during the interviews, they ask me, what, we, what were you going to do with the money? And I was like, if I win, I'm going to buy my, my, my girlfriend an engagement ring and I'm going to propose to her. And so they were like, wow, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And so I find out that I lose. I'm really bummed about it because especially since I knew I, I beat the weight that they had, you know, that was posted, um, that the, the percentage and everything. But then the, the editor calls me up one day and goes, hey, um, you said something about an engagement ring, about engage, proposing. He goes, we feel really bad. What if I can line up an engagement ring for you? Would you would you be interested? And I go, dude, if you do that, I am proposing on your magazine. And they're like, sold. And so like four weeks later, I get a, I get a call. They're like, we found a, we found a, a jeweler. They're going to donate the ring. We're going to sit. You tell me what cut it is. We will send you, um, you send us a picture and, you know, what you want to write and we will post it in the magazine. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm thinking, what are the odds of this? Mind you, at the same time, people had seen me in the magazine. So I'm getting random phone calls, people seeing me at the airport, because that's usually where they would get the magazine, you know, when before they go on a flight, they're reading, you know, because they, they do have good, they had good articles and they still exist. They just exist more in Europe. Anyhow. I, uh, I end up proposing to my wife in the magazine and there's a, and the funny thing is when I go to propose, my dad goes to tell her like, you know, I had, I had the whole family there and it was like 4th of July weekend and he goes to bring the magazine out and he's like, Hey, Kristen, look, you know, Anthony's in the magazine and, and my wife just goes, I've already seen him in the magazine. He's been on it like three other times. And then she opens the book. <laughs> and when she opens the book, it says, he's like, if your name is Kristen, you know, and it's like basically says, you know, will you marry me? And there's a picture of me. Now, what's funny about the whole thing is here's this sweet, sweet moment with me in my on my knee proposing. And then below me being FHM, they're like, hey, um, there's a girl half naked on her boss's desk. So it's like, and I, so it's just like the weirdest thing because you can't, you don't want, you, you can't really show it off to your family because you're like, look, look, I proposed. And then they're like, half naked girl. My mom's like, don't show your grandfather this. Um, so it was just, it was just hilarious. So when we ended up, what I ended up doing was like cropping it and cutting it and framing it. So that way it would never like, you know, show up that way. But they basically had us on again, like to see if we, how we did, like if she said yes. And then they had us on again when we went on our honeymoon. Um, I mean, it was pretty amazing to, for the, you know, for the fact that I was actually chosen, you know, that they picked me to do this and I had that opportunity. It was awesome. Well, you better get on those guys. I imagine if they're, if they're bigger in Europe, there's gotta be a ton of sandwich origins over in, uh, in Europe. Uh, yeah. So we, we gotta get yeah. FHM on the mic yeah. and see if we can, uh, <laughs> you know, do some crossover in Europe. I like that idea. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, hey, man, we've uh, taken up a bunch of your time today, and God, this has been a lot of fun. But, yeah. Um, sorry about all the technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, man. It's, Ho- yeah. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. You guys, awesome. so, but, you guys uh, were awesome. So, but let's give you a few plugs and uh, and make sure people know where to find everything they uh, can about Deli Fresh Threads. So we've got delifreshthreads.com. Uh, we've got at Deli Fresh Threads on Instagram, and then we have at Deli Fresh, but Threads is spelled a little differently on Twitter, right? It's uh, at yep, Deli Fresh T H R D S dot com, yep. or uh, sorry, yep, dot the- com <laughs> on Twitter. And so, uh, so yeah, so but DeliFreshThreads dot com is probably the spot to to find him. And of course, if you Google Deli Fresh Threads, you find him uh, without any trouble. Uh, Biggie, anything else you want to say? Parting shots? Anything else you want to say or talk about before we go? Yeah, the only last part would be is if you decide, especially with the holidays coming and you want something different, um, since I do personalize all my notes, I tell folks, if you decide to buy something for someone, make sure you put it in the notes to tell me who it's for. So that way I can be like, hey, 
Brian, you know, Ryan thought you'd enjoy a Philly cheesesteak and then I can put it in there and that way it's actually labeled to Ryan and not Brian. Um, You know what I mean? So it's kind of like things like that. I want people to, so, and and then that way when I mail it to them, they don't have to worry about wrapping it or anything because it comes in a box. You open it up and there's your stuff. So, um, you know, that's pretty much the big one. Other than that, if you got favorite sandwiches in your cities, by all means, I love hearing about them because I'm I'm looking to do more traveling. And so if I'm going to travel, I want to know where to eat. And so by all means, do that or... If not, if you're interested and you live all across the country, I do this thing with uh, Biggie Bread. It's like a flat Stanley, but it's a flat Biggie Bread. And I, what I do is I send you one of my stickers, and then you can actually take him around the world. Um, he's been to the Great Wall of China, been to the Taj Mahal, uh, France. Um, you Sounds know, like so, the 12th man flag for the Seahawks. <laughs> yes, something like that. Like basically taking him taking it i want him to see the world um and then at the same time you know by all means take a sandwich selfie anytime you like great well we'll uh i'll, I'll be sure i'll take a, a a biggie bread sticker with me to barcelona this spring so you posted so, a I, photo the other day of a, a sandwich with an egg on it yes and i got it what was that that looked delicious yes so i'm actually i'm a, i'm actually going to be doing that one was at a place called pig floyd's and ironically that guy made what uh, a common question I get asked is like, what's my favorite sandwich? And he actually was the creator of my favorite sandwich uh, when he owned a food truck. Um, he, since then, he sold the food truck and did created a barbecue um, type place. And this is that was one of his sandwiches. It's called the Mata Hambre, which means a sa- hunger killer is what it means. Um, and it is uh, phenomenal. It's got a fried egg. It's got, um, you know, it's got brisket. Uh, it, it is flipping amazing. Uh, it's, it's super it, good. It looked like it. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. Yeah, sweet man. Uh, so I guess if you want to participate with uh, or, or get on Twitter or Instagram or any of that stuff, if you hashtag King of Meals, yep. uh, is a good way to to participate. And it looks like some of those photos wind up on DeliFreshTreads.com, so that's a good way to get involved. Also, uh, like we like we said before, just visit DeliFreshTreads.com or uh, Google it. You'll find it. Yep, and you can find me at DJOntic.com. Ryan, you can find him at R2 Media Group. And check out the show at eggscast.com. All right. And with that, Biggie, thanks so much for your time, man. We appreciate it. It's been a ball. And that, that third voice you've heard today is Clint. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, Brother-in-law Clint yep. on, the, on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, oh, and I do want to say, uh, check out the, uh, the book that Biggie mentioned, this Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. That guy, I mean, he, he's not for all people. He's got kind of a, a, a brash way of talking about things. But I think at the, at the core, there's some really good information there, I think. So, uh, so I think that's worth checking Can out. Can I give a quick tip on so, that? If you're going to get – yeah, if you don't want to read it, I kind of jokingly – you obviously support the man. But if you don't want to read it, what I've done is you actually – if you go to the very back of the book, they actually have about 25 um, tips – that you can actually take a picture of and have to remember. That's actually what I've done is I've made copies of these of, of them. And whenever I need to kind of like a refresher, I just go back and look at those without having to read the book again. Ah, nice. I love it. That's perfect. All right, Biggie. And with that, we'll let you go, my man. Have a great rest of your day and, uh, and we'll be in touch. Sounds like a plan, guys. Look talking forward to TV. talking to you. Yep. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Right here, right now. I said, call it out, call every group. We gon' make it all happen right here, right now.